I play video games. Fortnite. Overwatch. Minecraft. Cool math games. Schoolwork. Watching movies. Watching TV. Mickey Mouse cartoons. Peppa Pig. Social media. FaceTiming. YouTube. Hi everyone. This is the Techno Panic Podcast. What's a podcast? Here's your host, my mom, Kristen Turner. Hey everyone, welcome to the Techno Panic Podcast. Uh, as always, we're thinking about all things living and learning in an age of screen time. I am your host, Ian O'Byrne, and I'm joined as always by my co-host, Kristen Turner. How are you doing, Kristen? I'm doing pretty well, Ian. How are you doing down there in South Carolina? Uh, doing well. It's uh, 80 degrees again. Uh, we are still sequestered in the house. Uh, we're trying to have some sort of normalcy and schedule in our house. Um, we're trying to fold in uh, time to play with the kids, uh, make sure that the children can coexist, but also negotiating screens in our lives and what's safe and what's healthy and what is excessive. Uh, what's happening in your house? You always make me jealous when you talk about the 80 degree weather because we still haven't gotten that burst of spring slash summer here in New Jersey. Although yesterday was about 65 degrees. So the kids went outside and played all afternoon after they were done their school from home or their remote learning activities. So we were on spring break last week and we hit the ground running on Monday of this week and you know just managing the learning, the working, the screen time, not getting upset with each other. So the emotions that, you know, come with being almost a month now together with the same four people in the house. Um, it's all, it's all been interesting, but I'm doing pretty good. That's good. It's hard to negotiate those spaces. I actually had a very interesting screen time, uh, experience this past weekend. Uh, I am in love with all the dragon box games uh, on Android and iOS. I love the Dragon Box games. They're math related. They trick kids into doing algebra. And so there's a numbers game. Um, and so my daughter and I spent probably an hour uh, Saturday morning just playing the game together, working on ones and twos and threes and tens. And it was really fun for us to, to sit there and play together with the iPad and, you know, play a game, experience screen time together, learn together, um, try and see how far she could go before she would get bored. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. You know, sometimes we get so busy that we we can't spend time with our children. So I did a lot of the co-viewing and, and the discussion just with her around a screen. And so I really valued that. Yeah, that's a nice opportunity to do some interactive screen time. We've talked before about screens on, screens off, screens on the side that you implement in your house. And it's nice to kind of have these moments where we can sit with our children and engage in screen time together. I have been monitoring uh, quite a few parent groups and I see that parents are really overwhelmed with all of the schoolwork that's coming home to them. In particular, in my community, we had a kind of a shift from the before spring break where 
everyone kind of thought school from home would be a temporary thing and eventually we would get back into the buildings. And now we're moving into, no, this is probably the duration of school, although our state hasn't called it till the end of the year yet. We go a little bit later into June. So I think they're kind of waiting to see if we can at least get the kids back into school at some point. But parents are really struggling and feeling overwhelmed about getting their kids through the school day, whether they have one child, two children, or whether they're also managing work at the same time. And in one group, I saw one mom post the question, any other moms feeling guilty because of the amount of TV their kids are watching these days? So I think that whether you are trying to work from home or just manage the normal household routine, um, there is a lot more screen time. And there's also this element of guilt that we are not doing it well. We are not being good managers of their learning. We are not being good managers of their screen time. Have you heard this kind of feeling guilty a sentiment in your world? I see it. I feel it. Um, I've recognized it in our own house. Uh, the challenge is Jack's, a lot of his schoolwork comes through uh, the Chromebook and Google Classroom. Um, and so he'll spend two, three hours a morning working on his schoolwork and then he'll want to go play video games or watch a show with his sister. All while that is happening, Bridget, who is four going on five, she'll spend a lot of time on the screens. And so as I'm rushing to go make sure I get work done or, you know, somebody else is focused on something in the house, I'll notice that my daughter is just watching some PBS shows or playing, you know, her math games on the iPad. And it does bother me. I do feel a certain amount of guilt. Um, even at nighttime, we'll get the kids washed up and cleaned up. And once or twice a week, you know, my wife and I need a break. And so we'll say, okay, why don't the two of you will put on a, a movie that you want to watch and you can go watch it in the playroom um, and so we can just sit and watch some tv and we can watch a, a movie that we want to watch and so even with that there's a certain amount of guilt but i think part of it is trying to help us keep our sanity and find some things to sort of look forward to in the day um, but that guilt's always there and it's something that we've talked about on this podcast many times is this a product of media? Is this the techno panic and the moral panic that we see from New York Times? Um, is it uh, trying to figure out where these new boundaries lie as we parent in new ages and new spaces? Uh, once again, this is not a normal time at all, but we're trying to figure out what's normal, what is balance, um, and you know, is this, are these pangs of guilt necessary? Yeah, this idea of guilt is definitely not something new. And you mentioned the New York Times. I read an article over the week called Coronavirus Ended the Screen Time Debate Screens One. Did you read that article? Absolutely. Is that Nellie Bowles? Uh, yeah, I think so. And so that's one of the things that when we talk to people about screen time and techno panic, you and I do uh, we, pre we present at conferences, we present at local schools. And one of the key influences that I talk about is the New York Times, especially Nellie Bowles. I see a lot of posts uh, basically labeling this as a panic. In the past, we've seen, you know, we've talked about uh, pieces of the New York Times where they referred to it as an addiction or digital heroin, or we had the nanny 
uh, outings that people are talking about or Silicon Valley. And it's with that piece, I found it very interesting that for years, there's this one narrative that screens are the devil and screens are digital heroin, which I thought was too far to one side. And then now in the middle of coronavirus, now we go completely to the other side and we just say screens won. Now it's, it's time to move on. I think it's a little bit misguided. What about you? Yeah, the idea that it is uh, a dichotomy or that the screens are either good or bad or we use screens or we don't use screens is something you and I have been pushing back against for a long time. And it's actually why we started this podcast so that we could talk through some of the research that's out there on the good and the bad of screens and be more thoughtful about how we are using screens in in our lives and in the lives of our children. So I was really struck to see that this article basically said, all right, the debate's over, screens have won, we're using them all the time now, and I'm going to continue to use them all the time in the future. So I thought maybe we could just talk a little bit more about the mindful practices that we've in, incorporated into our own home um, in consultation, perhaps, with this article from the New York Times. So what's something that you read in that article that you'd like to kind of share and talk through and then think about how you're using in your own house? One of the things I agree with in the piece is the idea of video conferencing to connect with others. I've made jokes in prior episodes of this podcast, but then also on social media that I feel like I need to put a Jersey Shore confessional in my house because my family rotates from Zoom to Zoom to Zoom. Um, I see the positives and the negatives. I try to, you know, I've been having phone calls and video conferences with family members that I don't talk to as often just to make sure that they're okay. And talking to my grandfather, talking to my father there, you can, you can hear the uh, desperation in their voice. And so I'm trying to make attempts to stay in touch, stay in contact, make sure that my wife video chats with her friends, make sure that my children video chat with aunts and uncles and their friends. Um, I've even tried to set up uh, virtual play dates because of something that you suggested, virtual play dates with their friends. So I've been using a lot more of the video chats to connect my children and my family with other friends and family and be a lot more intentional about that than we would in the past. Um, That to me is a very necessary, in my opinion, necessary component so that we can keep ourselves balanced, but then also make sure that others around us, our family and friends are also balanced. But it is a struggle because when, you know, if we're sitting for 20 minutes on a video chat, does that eliminate time for video games? Does it eliminate time for TV? Does it eliminate time for co-viewing of the materials? At this point, it doesn't. At this point, it is um, almost a priority in the house just to make sure everybody has some sanity. Uh, What are some things that you're doing? Well, first, I want to comment on the moves that you've made in terms of using media for social connection, because this is actually in line with what the American Academy of Pediatrics is saying is good right now. 
So they say that social distance can be isolating. And if your kids are missing their school friends or other family, try video chats or social media to stay in touch. So they, American Academy of Pediatrics wrote an article called, Should I Worry About Extra Screen Time Right Now? And they basically say that it's understandable that we have more screens in our lives and it's okay. Let's use it in positive and helpful ways. And so when I go back to the New York Times article, uh, the author quotes Sherry Turkle, who we've talked about before on this podcast, and she actually, her work called Alone Together had an enormous influence on how I have used screens in my own household. So in that work of of being alone together, she talks a lot about how even when we are in the same face-to-face situations, whether it's we're out to dinner or uh, we're all hanging out in a park or doing something together as a family, often you will see each individual person on their own device. And so even though they're together face-to-face, they are actually alone in that togetherness because they are connecting perhaps with other people outside of that face-to-face space or even not connecting with other people playing video games or doing something else. So her past work has influenced me to try to uh, reduce the amount of personal device use while we are having family time at the dinner table, when we are out at restaurants, um, when we're doing things that are intended to be family bonding or connecting. So in the New York Times article, Sherry Trickle is quoted as saying um, that using screens for learning and connecting is actually a good thing. So it's not that we can't use screens or we shouldn't be using screens, but it's in using them for a purpose. And right now, the social connection is really important because you are uh, only with the people in your residence. And for some people that might mean they are alone, completely alone. And the way they can have social connection is through the use of the screen. So that's actually a really good use of the screen. And I would say that it shouldn't detract from other uses of the screen, which are also important. Um, So one of the other things that the American Academy of Pediatrics says is that we should use media together. So they're saying this is a great opportunity to monitor what your older children are seeing online and to follow what your children are learning because you're in the same space with them. You can check in with them and say, what are you doing? Show me. What are you playing? Can I see that? but even watching a family movie together can help everyone relax. So I think the the story you shared of having your children go off and watch their own movie while you and your wife connected makes a lot of sense and is absolutely in line with what the American Academy of Pediatrics is saying. We shouldn't feel guilty, we shouldn't worry, but we should be mindful of what we're doing. I think one of the other, uh, your words make me think about a lot of the posts that I've seen lately a lot of bloggers and social media content suggests that even though we are social distancing, we're almost more connected now than we have been before. Um, I think it might be out of trauma, you know, that people are connecting, but it seems like people are actively reaching out to stay connected and use these digital tools and spaces to replace um, interactions that we didn't have before. We didn't really have before. Um even though we had the technology and we're Even using we the technology. <laughs> but now Turkle's work really is is more meaningful because you realize that we really weren't connected. And so my fear is when we come out of this, that, you know, what, how do we view screens when we come out of this? Is this, do we learn and we adapt and adopt new behaviors or uh, do we say, well, this was fine and it was fine for us to, detach and plug in and we become ready player one. 
um, you know, a, a dystopian sci-fi novel. Um, one of the other things that, that I also was thinking about as you were just commenting is that I've used this, we've used this in our family as an opportunity to spend more time talking with our children and learning more about their interests. And we've talked about this in the past when we, we would, uh, we had an earlier podcast thinking about summer break and how to keep your children invested or getting ready for the new school year. But one of the things that we have done in our house is we recognize that our children have a interest in music and the arts. And so I sent out a post on Facebook asking for suggestions for kid-friendly musicals, Broadway performances, stuff like that. And so once a week, we've been as a family watching a production. Uh, we watched uh, Newsies the other night, the Disney movie, and then we watched the live version of Newsies. And now in the house, we listen to the soundtrack while the kids are playing. And so it's really been fun to dive into some of these productions and watch the production or think about the story, learn more about, okay, what is Newsies really about? Um, and it's time to just really immerse ourselves in one thread of a narrative um, and see how far we can go and then move on to something else. So we've already identified new musicals that we want to dive into. Uh, this week is The Sound of Music. So it's really fun to unpack what these different cultural narratives are and experience the art, the music. And through the screens, we can dip in and dip out and we can listen to the music or watch video. We can explore and learn more about it. So we've used this as an opportunity to really connect. And, and as a group of learners, we can all engage in inquiry around one topic as a family. It's funny you mentioned Newsies. The first day that I kind of crashed after working very long hours for about two weeks and not taking any time off, I decided I was going to watch the the Broadway musical Newsies because it had just been been put up online. And I've been a Newsies fan since it came since the original movie came out and I was not disappointed by the Broadway musical. So I do appreciate being able to engage in just some relaxing screen time and some passive screen time. And then the second time that I took about two hours off, I decided I was going to play with my kids. And what we decided to play was a musical as well. We recorded a version of Let It Be. And my daughter played the bass and the drums and the percussion instruments. And then she did some singing and my son and I did some singing. And then my daughter took it and turned it into a music video. And so by the end of this afternoon, we had this wonderful creation that, was, that we were able to share with friends and family using digital devices. And so it was one of those moments where I said, wow, this is a way we can play together and share. So we're learning together, we're connecting with other people, and these are all really good uses of screens, but it's also okay to have those times where screens are just kind of taking us away from the moment. And that might just be watching a movie or watching some kind of show that you really like. And again, this, this is all in line with what the American Academy of Pediatrics says that is a good use of screen time right now. They do end that article by saying that, saying that limits are still important. So as always, technology, you should not push out time needed for sleep, 
physical activity, reading, or family connection. And they suggest making a plan about how much time kids can play video games online with friends and where their devices will charge at night. So just last week, we uh, hosted Dr. Weigel, who was talking to us about some of these issues related to screen time and having screens in the bedroom at any time of the day, but particularly at night. So there are limits that are still very important, according to the AAP. And how is it going? in your house with the limits. I think one of the things that we've talked about frequently in the past on this podcast is being intentional about our screen time and having dialogue with our children and striving for balance. And, you know, previously we took issue with the New York Times and their posts and their moral panic saying that all screen time is bad. And now with the idea that no, the screen time wars are over screen time one, I also take issue. So we're still striving for balance in our house. Um, yes, we do have Zoom chats and conference calls. Yes, we spend a lot of time around screens, um, but then also we stop in the middle of the day and have the kids go outside for recess and they basically play in the front yard and get sun. Uh, I had phys ed with my two children this morning. We. Uh, our, my son and I are doing a daily uh, around noontime uh, meditation, uh, and we're trying to connect other friends to bring that together. We've also had a number of, number of activities that have zero screens involved. One of the things that we did is we stole an idea from you, and we turned their playroom into a giant tent, a fort. And so I came in one day with a long 50-foot piece of rope, and tied it across the middle of the room and we hung blankets and my wife came in the room and said, what is going on? I said, we're making a tent. And so it was fun to allow my children to, um, they really determined what we did with it. So we're trying to have other activities. We've been going, uh, pulling out a lot of books from our library and, you know, try and read through with my, my children. We're in the middle of Charlotte's Web uh, they've sadly watched the movies, but we haven't read the books yet. So now we're reading Charlotte's Web. So, you know, we're, we're spending more time with physical books, um, a lot more time playing and bringing up the racetracks and the uh, railroads and the blocks and the Legos and building forts and playing outside. Um, once again, it's about 80 here. So we had the little pool the kiddie pools in the backyard. Sadly, we need to wait till about two in the afternoon for it to warm up. But then the kids have a good two hours that they can play with each other in the little kiddie pool and swim around. So we're trying to still make time to stay away from those screens. I think that you and I uh, often recognize the privilege that we have here in that we can work from home. Our children do have the devices that they need to work from home. And just hearing your story, I'm struck by that your children have a room where they can kind of mess it up and it doesn't disrupt the rest of the family. They can run outside in the yard. And we similarly have a house with an extra room where the kids can play and they can run outside in the yard. Being so close to New York City, I'm very aware that families in New York City are in a very different space. They are in smaller spaces where they are on top of each other. And in New York City right now, it's not necessarily doable to just take your children outside. So do you have any thoughts on what someone who is really cooped up and perhaps the only thing that they have to do is screens? Like what are some things that they can do 
to mix it up or to give their children something besides just passively watching screens or playing video games? Absolutely. I, I recognize the privilege I have in all of this. Um, I had the opportunity to work from home and I have health care. Uh, my children can stay at home and, and be supported by uh, my wife and I. Um, and it's also with the books before the local area closed up, we went to the library and stocked up on books and that's nothing new. But now we're at the point where we can't go back and get new books. And so now we're going to move over to screens. And so there'll be, you know, luckily the library has digital lending programs. Hoopla is amazing. Um, but there's different, most libraries have digital lending programs. So you can check out music, books, movies, TV on a device. Once again, you're on a screen. Um, so if I didn't have the opportunity to get out and, uh, stay away from devices. In our house, we've been getting more into crafting. Um, so we, uh, our family, uh, a friend bought us a box of rubber bands, basically to make rainbow loom bracelets. And so now my family is spending a lot of time. Uh, my children are making bracelets and then they're doing arts activities. We've had them uh, draw, uh, drawing out maps of our house uh, and redesigning the house. That's more for the four or five-year-old than it is for the nine, 10-year-old. Uh, the nine, 10-year-old is drawing more uh, uh, portraits and, and portraits of other people. So we'll give him a photo of like a relative and he'll draw a portrait and color it in and we'll mail it to that relative. So we're spending more time doing arts and crafts, disconnecting, repurposing things that we have in the house, um, you know, doing more creative activities and then using that to send out with others. So we're mailing content to friends and family saying, hey, I did this for you. Now either pay it forward or send it back to me. Um, so that's, we've been trying to do more art and creative and crafting activities to stay away from um, screens if we want to, uh, you know, try and find something else to do, but we're limited by space. Uh, what do you do? Well, first, I want to thank you for the uh, bracelets that came our way in the mail this week. And my kids are very excited to pay it forward. So I really love that idea of kind of going old school and connecting not through screens, but through written letters, uh, through other other ways of connecting offline with people in your lives. So I really love that idea. Um, the other thing that I might say is the co Common Sense Media has curated a list of resources for families during the coronavirus pandemic that is basically high quality uh, entertainment or learning apps. Um, and we will link that in the show notes, but I really like Common Sense Media for giving opportunities that are not just passive engagement, but that will really engage children and youth and adults perhaps in screen time that is meaningful. So as the American Academy of Pediatrics says, and I think to go back and answer the question that I read in that Facebook group, we shouldn't feel guilty right now. We shouldn't feel guilty about increased screen time 
but we should continue to be mindful of what the screen time increases have been, whether those increases have been in using video games that um, you know, we have a couple of podcasts in the past about the role of video games in aggression and things like that, um, whether they're educational apps or educational games, whether we are connecting with others, learning through screens, and just to keep it all in mind and monitor what's happening. Yeah, I think that there's a lot of opportunities um, to stay away from screens and stay active. Uh, if you are uh, in a rural area, you know, if you're in a city uh, that, and then you're in an urban placement, um, it's harder to get out and move around. There's a, a couple websites that I'll share in the show notes um, where there's a group that is, is putting together ways to get your kids out and looking in nature and bring your kids out on hikes if that's an option. Um, I've also been interested in, uh, there's this recent trend of uh, porch portraits. Um, and so I've been really, it's been, uh, it's been fun to look at people sharing porch portraits. A porch portrait is when someone will share, a photographer will go around and take photos of families on their front steps of their house uh, to sort of document this time that we're social distancing. And so I was thinking it would be fun to, you know, pay it forward and, and do that for other families and friends, um, because I know, you know, we are, are staying here at home, but there in the three weeks we've been here, there's been three or four times that my wife put the kids in the car and says, we're driving for 20 minutes. I just need to get out of the house. We're not going anywhere. You're going to get in the car. We're going to drive around for 20 minutes and come back. Usually the kids fall asleep. And then they come back and they feel like they did something as opposed to just sitting in the house. So uh, just trying to find ways to spend a little bit of time uh, because there's times right now where we need to just take it one day at a time. Um, you know, things have changed over the last three weeks that we have been sequestered in this house and there's been ups and downs. And I have a feeling we're going to be here for a while and there'll be ups and downs in the future. And so it's trying to just make sure that one day at a time we do a reality check about our use of screens, our mental health, our physical health, and try to improve ourselves in the way that we coexist, either individually exist, but then coexist with others. That car trick never worked for me. I could never get my babies to fall asleep in the car, but <laughs> I do I do want to get in the car and go for a drive sometime, particularly as it's getting nicer and it's starting to bloom here. And so I think it would be nice to just go see the flowers and the trees and everything and just drive around. But One of the big tips for me last week was the indication about sunlight. And so I've been very thoughtful about sunlight, uh, having sun in, you know, sunlight in my office, getting outside and going for walks, making sure that my kids have sunlight. Um, so I've been very, it, we talked about this two or three episodes ago about how I noticed that the roses had bloomed in my front yard. Um, and so I've been thinking a lot about sunlight and making sure that we have an adequate dose. And this is stuff I didn't really worry about before. I would stay active and I'd be in and out of the house and rushing to classes. And now I'm trying to stop later in the day and say, I'm going to go for a walk and leave my cell phone behind. Yes, I still plug in my cell phone at the front door and I don't touch it until later in the day, but trying to be a little bit less connected to screens. 
Yeah, I've been uh, trying to grow a head of lettuce in a pot here from a stump of lettuce. And it, of course, it needs some sunlight and some nutrients in order to grow a full head. And the chances of it actually growing into a full head, I realize, are very slim. But I keep moving the pot from window to window as the sun changes because I know the importance of sunlight for that growth. And as the doctor said on the episode last week, that sunlight is important for our own mental and physical well-being right now. Ian, thank you so much for talking. I think I'm going to take away from today that the debate, um, although we've never seen it necessarily as a debate in whether screens are good or bad, but the debate over how we are handling screens is not necessarily closed, meaning that screens won, as that New York Times article said, uh, but that screens are certainly in a different place right now than they were just a couple of weeks ago, and we don't know what's going to happen as we move forward. And so we just want to keep being mindful about good uses of screen time, meaning we are connecting and learning through screens. Um, and, you know, keep limits on the other more passive uses of screen time or screen time that could lead us down uh, other negative paths. Absolutely. I think that we've had discussions in the past about whether screen time is good or bad. We've had discussions about are there uh, different types and different benefits for different types of screen time? Are some screen time usages better or worse than others? I would agree with that. And then also, um, still a need for balance in the ways that we interact with screens. But as always, I appreciate an opportunity to talk with you about this, uh, an opportunity to check in and see how we're doing uh, in our own daily existence, but then also as we try to negotiate screens. And I hope that all of the people listening, um, that you find some solace in this and that you reach out and connect with us and let us know what other questions you might have as we adapt to these new spaces. Thanks for listening, everyone. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Now I can get back to watching my videos. Take the pillow.